Live. Well, you can learn about issues that affect us every day. State of world, 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl, 411 One in four adults experiences mental illness every year. Think depression. One in 17 lives with a serious mental illness. Think uh, bipolar disorder. Now, I'm not sure where this organization got the statistics because I'm thinking it might even be worse than that because, you know, there is uh, a stigma when you talk about mental illness. Some people just don't want to talk about it. Some people want to hide it. Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, real people, real talk. Today, I have a special guest joining me, Montreal Kane, and he's the founder of Mira, which we will be talking about, and you'll hear more. But he's trying to make getting that help that you need a little easier, putting it at your fingertips. We'll talk about his idea and what he plans to do and what he hopes will come about real soon. And I think that you will really like what he has in mind. Montreal, thank you for joining me. It is an honor to be in your presence. It is good to see you. Uh, You know, I mentioned the statistics of mental illness at the beginning. And I'm just thinking about, you know, what would those stats look like when you figure in the pandemic? You know? It had to have increased, that's for sure. Yeah, because everybody's talking about especially at the at the beginning part of it when we had these shutdowns <clears throat> and people were talking about being isolated and feeling depression and that kind of thing. Absolutely. I also mentioned the fact that uh, there's a stigma surrounding mental illness. But do you think that that's getting better because of the pandemic and everybody was talking about what they were going through? Absolutely. I mean, even with having our athletes stand up and take a voice and say, hey, yeah. You know, I'm taking a mental wellness break. Uh, It's one of those things where now it's not so taboo to talk about it, but we still have a lot of work to do when silence and the shame. And I think about Miss Biles, the uh, Olympic uh, gymnast who had to say, stop, you know, I need a break. Yeah. That was huge. Absolutely. I think it uh, it shifted the perspective of our culture and really advocating for ourselves and say, hey, I'm not okay today. As a matter of fact, I'm going to prioritize my mental health. And so now that there are more conversations, understand the statistics are definitely going to change. Mm -hmm. I know in Wisconsin, there's 1.9 million families who have been diagnosed with some form of mental illness. And so that was prior to the pandemic. And that was prior to participation from the BIPOC community. Oh, wow. All right. And, you know, traditionally in our community, the African-American community, we're... Kind of silent about mental illness. Absolutely. I'm hoping that that is changing too. Yeah. I mean, for us, uh, a therapist might not be the answer. Prayer might be the answer. Sleep it off. Or that child is touched. We're going to leave him over there. But I'm excited of what the future holds when it comes to having intentional conversations and working on healing. Yeah. Okay. So I know Montreal from... um, the multimedia instructor at Marshall High School Absolutely. in Milwaukee. And now you've expanded, broadened your scope, and you're into mental health. 
How did that happen? Absolutely. About four years ago, I was charged with the task of taking one of my loved ones, someone who has served this country as a veteran. Uh, they were having a a mental health episode, and I was charged with the task of getting them to the VA hospital. Uh, wow. Interestingly enough, uh, the day that I arrived to take them there, I couldn't find them. Uh, I was able to, to get into the home through the garage, and I saw their keys. I saw their cell phone, but they were nowhere to be found. Oh, no. And I started to panic. I'm like, I just pray that when I turn this corner, they're not laid out on the floor somewhere. And I ended up calling uh, Dr. Lakia Jones over at MRI Family Services. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, Dr. Jones, you know, I had done some work with her sorority and her website through multimedia. And I said, hey, um, do you have a nonprofit? And she was like, oh, yeah, we have a 501c3. I said, do you have a board of directors? She said, I do. I said, I would love to sit on your board. Now, at the time, I was at that loved one's house. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, but I don't like how I feel. And I'm willing to commit my life to make sure no one else has to feel the emotions I experienced at that time. And I just went into prayer. And literally nine minutes later, after having that call, I got a call from a crisis intervention trained officer uh, in another part of Wisconsin saying, hey, we found your loved one. I am a crisis intervention trained officer. Everything's going to be all right. Can you come as soon as possible? And after that, I started my journey. I went back to school, got my master's in counseling while teaching at Marshall. Um, I went ahead and went and took some mental health first aid certification classes. And then I hired some developers. And I said, you know what? I have a technological background. I worked for Apple Incorporated for five years in the accessibility department. And I want to create a solution for our people. Because when I was at Apple, I would see people come in with these checks, Medicaid checks. And they would purchase different forms of technology. I would teach classes for the autistic community and help them with motor skills. But none of those people look like us. Mm. So if I could find a solution in the assistive technology space and basically create this, uh, this item, I would no longer have to feel the way I felt that day. I would always have a little bit of peace of mind, and I can share that with other Wisconsinites. Okay. So this whole idea came from an experience. Absolutely. Right. Um, and, you know, that's where a lot of our great ideas come from. Absolutely. So I applaud you for, you know, taking it the, the next step. So how is this technology, what you've come about what is this going to look like? Absolutely. Um, I thought you'd never ask, but it looks like this. One of the first things I thought about, I was sitting in a board meeting at Amri, and uh, one of the, the, the young ladies that I do volunteer work with mm -hmm. happened to tell us that she had a vertical stroke. Said it in the most casual way. And I'm just taken back because this is a person I knock on doors and do community service with. I play the old school jams. And we have a great relationship, right. but I was not able to focus anymore in that meeting. And we found out the only reason why she's truly okay and, and walking upright today is because she had on a rubber band. And the rubber band had Amri Family Service Clinic on there, and they caught that number to get her help. And it was just an amazing testimonial, but my mind began to go so fast. And there was this moment. Let me find my phone somewhere. There was this moment while in the meeting, I had my phone in my hand just like this, and it flashed. And when it flashed, the CEO says, hey, did you just take a picture of me? I said, I'm on the Bird Scooter app. That same day, Milwaukee, Wisconsin had decided to remove the Bird Scooters. Now, mind you, we have them now. We got Lime. We got all mm -hmm. these other companies. But they were going to remove them. And I said, you know, I have to find a Bird Scooter. And they were like, that's what you're doing right now? And I said, listen, we can give out a million turkeys. We can do community block parties. But I want to do something intentional. Can I have a selfish moment to tell you guys my idea and why I'm here today? They're like, Sure. And I said, I can imagine a device that knows where you are 
why would people put all these scooters in different communities and not have some form of insurance to make sure it's going to mm-hmm. work? What if it dies? Can I, can I take this scooter on a joyride? What type of technology do you have in a scooter? If I can find a way to put that into a rubber band, then I could have peace of mind. I would know where my loved one is, and I need that. And so I left that place, and I drove around the city to find a bird scooter. And when I tell you I went to three or four different places, I rung doorbells of strangers. Where's the bird scooter? Because there's only two left in the city. Oh, wow. I arrived at the place where they fix and charge bird scooters. I met the engineer working on it, and he told me how it worked. And it reminded me of my childhood, working in the studio with my father and how when he would mix music, there was analog. And when I started getting into music production, I went digital. And so I noticed the similarity. Similar to a Rolex watch, if you move a scooter, it gives enough charge to tell you where it is. Mm -hmm. And then when I went to actually go find it, I heard this very interesting sound. I heard that. And I said, wait, this is software. So if I can figure out how to have the same type of technology as find my iPhone, I don't have to build an actual device. I can use the Apple Watch. So this is what it looks like. This is a prototype where we have the heart rate monitor, and I'll make sure you guys are able to get a close-up of some sort. I'll even take it off for you. You got the heart rate monitor. You got your breathing app. And then we actually have a, a working application that your family members can use. And so what happens is your family members have the ability up to three of them to look at our device and to be able to say, hey, I know where you are. I know how you're feeling. And they have the ability to actually check your heart rate out, see what's going on with you. And when your heart rate is spiked and you're not walking and and you're in a position where you're not working out and you're not sleeping, we have therapists of color, 41 therapists who are on call, on standby, who can respond to an emergency. And before they show up, they just say, how you feeling today? So on this app where it says, how are you today? There's a little thumbprint. You press thumbs up, I'm okay. Would you like to talk to somebody? If you press thumbs down, we work with family members. And so we have something called the caretaker team. Uh Our caretakers are individuals who would lose sleep over your Mm well-being. And so up to three families, that family members can look at our app, see where you're at, put their availability in, and have the actual opportunity to say, hey, I'm available. Send me any text messages, doctor's calls. I'm a power of attorney. I'm a guardian of light. And whatever that role is for them, they can be responsible for you and they can talk to different therapists. Right. Okay. So MIRA is an acronym. And the with the acronym is everything that you just said, but you said a lot. Most definitely. So I'm going to break it down. Absolutely. So MIRA is M-E-R-A. Yes, ma'am. So the M stands for monitor. Mm-hmm. And that's what you mentioned. Yes, Tell me again, monitor means? We monitor your loved one's vital signs to make sure that they are okay 24-7. Okay. And the E is engage. Absolutely. We have therapists on standby who ask custom questionnaires as a wellness check-in. So there are questionnaires for the person who has it. Yep. Via text message, we can FaceTime you or we can hop on the phone and just check in. Hey, we noticed vital signs are off. Just want to do a wellness check-in, make sure you're okay. Okay. And then the R is for recommend. Now, this is my favorite part. We use music as a form of mindfulness. And so we create attitude adjustment playlists that can say, hey, if you're listening to uh, Earth, Wind & Fire September, we have evidence-based research backed by science that says I can lower your heart rate, depression, and anxiety. So we recommend music as a form of mindfulness. Okay. So just listen, sit, and relax. Absolutely. Okay. And then the A is for advocate. 
the most important thing that we can do is get anywhere in Milwaukee County within 30 minutes to make sure that we have a community-based responder that's crisis intervention trained and a licensed therapist. So no more do police have to respond to calls that they may or may not be trained for. You can call us and we'll be right there. Oh, man. That has advantages on a lot of different levels, right? Absolutely. Wow. This is nice. This is nice. So where are we? Where are you in this development? Absolutely. So as I showed on the phone, we actually have a working prototype. We've been able to do uh, different pilot tests and get back feedback. Family members told us, and uh, we're on version 32 currently of the app, and I'm excited for 33, but I'm really excited mm. for 34. In version 32, we got some feedback saying, hey, we know that you have a lockout protocol to make sure that our loved ones aren't switching settings or turning off their location and things of that nature. But you also have disabled the ability for us to add more family members. And now that we know this technology can help us have peace of mind, we want to add more to, you know, to family members. Can we add more than three? So in version 32, that was a feature that we added that came out of our beta testing. Um, last year, I want to say in February, we had the opportunity to grace the cover of Milltown Magazine. We've gotten great press. In April, we took first place of the Diversity Tech Health and Innovation Pitch Competition, where there was 2,000 applicants all wow. across the globe. And then in May, Drew Holiday of the Milwaukee Bucks and Lauren Holiday supported us and gave us a $25,000 donation to activate that pilot. So we're so excited. Uh, we've had conversations and private meetings with uh, the new police chief, Mm -hmm. uh, we've had the opportunity to meet with uh, mayoral, mayoral candidates and our acting mayor. Uh, we've been meeting with the Common Council and finding support there where over eight older persons said, we're going to get behind you and support this. And so I'm just excited because even at the state level, I've had several meetings with representatives and senators who are saying, well, this just makes too much sense. Why didn't this already exist? Mm. So now it's just getting through some paperwork and getting yeah. to a place where we can do a larger pilot where the county, the city, and the state comes together and say, you know what? We believe you have what it takes, and you have an amazing team, and you've done the research, and you are credible. Let's put some funds behind this to get this pilot going and make sure that, you know, this is something that we can have in Wisconsin. So my dream, I imagine a better uh, health equity space here in Wisconsin where residents won't even have to pay for this. I just want it to be something that we can offer. That's the goal. Oh, that's huge. That is huge. From that idea to the prototypes to all of the, the versions that you've come out with. Absolutely. Tweaking it, making it better. It's a daily grind. Yeah. How many, how many more? You are 32 now? Absolutely. How many more do you think you'll, or, or does that always We're inclusive. Go on? And so the difference between a very large company is there's so many people that have to sign off on innovation. Mm -hmm. But when you're a small business, we have the availability to actually say, hey, we think that's a great idea. And so we include the people who are wearing our devices. We consider them family members. We take into consideration the stakeholders and organizations like the Behavioral Health Division. You know, mm -hmm. So we say, hey, is there a more excellent way that we can serve? What are things that you guys notice? What's something you wish you had? So even on our website right now, we're creating a database of resources outside of our company. What are other companies that help provide housing or food share? What are other organizations that if you're having an emergency or you're dealing with a domestic violence situation, we want to be the hub in Wisconsin for just making sure we can mitigate these emergencies. Very nice. Making sure people have the resources that they need. Most definitely. That's good. Okay. Well, there's more I want to talk to. Uh, 
I really want to talk to, to you about the therapist you talked about. Absolutely. Um, we're going to take a quick break, come back. We'll talk about that and a little bit more of what you have planned for the future and Absolutely. all of your other ideas. So stay with us. We'll be right back. In a society that we were brought up in, it's very hard on little black boys. You have to navigate feelings and emotions so the world don't get you. Sometimes when I cry, I won't know how I'm feeling or why I'm crying. I just grew up never feeling like it was okay to cry. Yeah. And so he really forced me to have to reconnect with the kid that didn't get to cry. That's beautiful. This one's for the real ballers and shot callers, the sisterhood of women in tech. They're discovering cures, building apps and programming the blockchain. They're CEOs, worldwide hustlers who can make it rain. They're tearing down the old boys club and seeing big gains. Cause when women in tech come together, you know they make that change. Welcome back to the 411 Live. I am here with Montreal Kane. He is the founder of Mirror Response Team. We're talking about this innovation that he has. Um, it sounds great. Just using the Apple Watch, somebody can monitor you when you're possibly going into a crisis and help you. Uh, help you out of it or help you from going really deep into it, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, the targeted... Group. I mean, you're looking for what anybody who has a mental health issue. Absolutely. And I guess this is really, really important for people. So you have somebody who has mental health issues, mm -hmm. but they're functioning. So the care, the special person, the loved one can't be with them all of the time. That's correct. So with this, the loved one can be connected. They could kind of monitor to see if the heart rate is going wacky or if something is needed. Absolutely. And, right. Okay. Um, just thinking, it, it makes so much sense in so many levels. And I guess anybody who is listening right now is thinking of, okay, my mom, my dad, I know Aunt Bessie, she could use it. I could keep track of her. You know, the, the wheels are turning. Absolutely. The people are thinking. Uh, who could who could really benefit from this? You talk about the therapist. If you're at that level where you you need somebody, you said there are how many? Forty one. Forty one therapists. That's correct. Who are in this umbrella? Who are ready to step in to better assist. than Uber, Lyft, or DoorDash? Right. Where do these folks come from? Who are they? Absolutely. So. Uh, our lead clinician is Dr. Lakia Jones. I call her Dr. Doctor. She has two doctorates. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Jones has been in business for over 10 years, has an office located on 41st and Capitol Drive, one inside the Sherman Phoenix and one in Kenosha. And for the past four years, I've had the privilege to sit on her board as the vice president. And so these are therapists that are practicing daily, uh, but we rotate them. Hey, Take your call. The same way in the hospital, when you're on call, they have the ability to log on and monetize that time and say, I'm available to respond to an emergency. But the beauty of it is we focus on prevention. Crisis is the last thing that we want. Right. And so for us, those wellness check-in, those check-in points, talking to family members, doing workshops, is really how we get the work done. Because for us, in, in a time where a crisis could take place, that's not something we're proud of. 
our goal is to get ahead of the crisis, provide tools. You know, um, one of the Drew and Lauren holiday recipients of my cohort is Black Space, an mm -hmm. amazing organization where they do group therapy. We make recommendations. Hey, do this group therapy with Black Space. We let them know you're going to get a plant. And if that plant starts to wither, we need to self-evaluate. And so there's so many different ways to introduce wellness. And we know that we are not the ends to all means. You know, our goal is not to say, hey, we provide therapy sessions. That's not what we do. Right. We can have therapists help you out, talk to you, FaceTime, chat, and call you and make sure that you're good 24-7. And that peace of mind is priceless. You were mentioning, uh, uh, you know, telling people in city, county, government about this, even on the state level. And people are going, what? Haven't we done this before? Absolutely. So how would that work? What what would that look like if, say, Milwaukee says, okay, we, we want to be a part of this? Absolutely. So let's talk about next steps. The American Rescue Plan Act provided $2 million, excuse me, $2 billion to the state of Wisconsin, $183 million to the county, and $394 million. What we want to see is a small investment of $360,000 from all three branches over the course of three years annually. So with us, if we had the support, let's just say of $3.6 million, we could support 880 families. And that's a small number. And so when we look at the data and statistics, what does it take to criminalize someone? What does it take to have a, a, a police officer come out? Individuals living with mental illnesses are 16 times more likely to die at the hands of a police officer. One in four encounters when you're dealing with someone. Imagine a police officer, a good one. Somebody's worked on a job several mm -hmm. years, got a pension plan coming up, everything. And we're not going to talk about the pension crisis. But imagine that officer giving somebody an order who can't obey it because they literally can't. It's not part of their cognitive ability. They're living with a mental illness. No one wants to walk around feeling ashamed or having this, uh, what do I want to call it? This label across their forehead. Mm -hmm. But you can order you a nice wristband off of Amazon and make your Apple Watch look as cool as you want to. And so our goal, we imagine being able to change those data and statistics and ultimately those outcomes. When we look, there's 398,000 people, over 398,000 people across the country who have been uh, incarcerated rather than hospitalized or receiving community services. When we think about um, Milwaukee County and how the actual behavioral complex is getting ready to close, yes, we, we're not going to have enough beds to hold people. To get that help. So what can we do? We can get ahead of the curve and we can start focusing on prevention. And so I'm excited about, you know, the elected officials who get this. And I'm excited for the ones that don't. They're going to get on board. You know, <laughs> it's it's one of those things. And, and most importantly, the best way to say we care about mental health in Wisconsin, cut a check. Invest. Okay. So part of that funding, you were saying from the three three entities, part of that funding would be to get the watch, I would Imagine, because the watches aren't cheap. Yeah. So the, the reality for this, the reality for us is, number one, we want to provide service, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, as a technology company, our goal was to create a phenomenal product. But then that's when we started our nonprofit organization to say, hey, it's not cheap. Through our nonprofit, you can apply and, and meet with our board of advisors and say, hey, here's my situation. And, you know, for lack of better words, my child may have an IEP, is dealing with some different things, and I would love to make sure that they had this product, but the iPhone is expensive. My man got that. Right. Well, we got you. 
And for up to 36 months, we'll support a family and we'll say, we'll pay for the phone, we'll pay for the watch, we'll pay your phone bill, we will pay for the application, and we will come out to your house and provide workshops and materials to make sure this can be a wraparound family approach. And that's through your nonprofit? That's correct. And your nonprofit is called? Uh, The Mirror Response Team and the for-profit is House Call. Ah. House Call, Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. Mira, okay. House Call is the for-profit. Absolutely. You're covering all bases. We got to. We got to. Yeah. So the as people try it out and look at it, uh, are you finding that, you know, sometimes you get, get a little gadget or whatever, you look at it for a while, mm-hmm. and then you just... You put it to the side, yep. you, th- you kind of forget about it. Are you finding that's happening or are people just fully engaged? One of the exciting ways we got to thir- uh, version 32 uh-huh. is people told us what to do. You asked for it, you got it. Sometimes uh, uh, assistive technology device can be too intrusive. Mm-hmm. We want it to be inclusive. So one of the things that came out, I want to say version 14, was we start having random times in which we would grab the heart rate. Because if it was routine, people knew, I'm going to chill out. It's like, I'm checking in. Let me be cool and be on my best behavior. But that was one of the things. One of the things we love about Apple specifically is there's a breathing app built into the watch. And so being able to just say, hey, my breathing app on my watch has nothing to do with the mirror app. And randomly, at the most random times of the day, it tells me to breathe for 60 seconds. That has been helpful in conjunction with what we do. And so our goal was to make sure that we have lockout protocols. So we met with Apple Incorporated and we had the ability to talk about zero deployment where we can do an update. You don't even have to touch your device. You don't have to go into the app store. We can just update it for you. So as these versions come out, we stay innovative and we wanted to make sure the person, the loved one wearing this watch doesn't have to engage. You can wear this watch and we get all the information we need. You don't have to press any buttons. You know, it's it's one of those things that if you have an emergency, yes, you can press that beautiful mirror button and we're on the way, right? right. But if you don't, we still know to come check on you so you don't have an emergency. And that's what we love about it. You know, we are completely HIPAA compliant. We're sensitive to people's privacy and making sure that they feel like, oh, well, I got this device monitoring me. This device is not for everyone. This device is for the family that says peace of mind is a top priority. One of the things that I can say from a personal level is that when you have a loved one that's experiencing a mental illness, you're in the fight. You know, it, there's a moment where you might see a sign, you know. Oh, this person, uh, they're not showering the same amount of time that they would normally shower. Or they may not have brushed their hair today. Or they lost a loved one at this particular month. And I know that usually this is when triggers take place. Well, now you can call us. We know what to do. We have the experiences. We have uh, the people on standby who can help guide you through it. And so one of our biggest benefits is that you can press the button and talk to us about your emergency without us even coming out. We're available. And when you think about numbers like 211 uh, or the National Suicide Hotline, those are amazing resources, but they're not local. So they don't know if officers are available. They might send out a police officer to a mental health emergency where Crisis Mobile can't respond. And so our goal is to work with everyone. Very good. So if somebody hearing this wants to to help, wants to know more, what do they need to do? They need to sign up for our newsletter at www.housecallwi.com. Very good. Wow. Montreal, this is nice. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I'm really proud of you. It's a God thing. I can't take any credit. Yeah, and I, I really um, impressed that your faith is so strong. 
that is something great too. Absolutely. So thank you for joining me. Thank, thank you, you for, for sharing me. this. Um, I see great success in your future. So, you know, when this thing is off and running and taking off, come back and share the success stories. Thank you so much. We invite the community to support us. We do have a small fundraiser that's uh, coming up in February. Where we'll be crowdsourcing and the, the donations that come from the community just help us make a more excellent product. So we're happy to be here. We're rooted in Wisconsin. And as we expand, we plan to keep this as our headquarters. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Montreal Kane, founder of Mirror Response Team. Isn't that something? Really impressive. Hey, thank you for joining us for another edition of the 411 Live. We are a nonprofit organization. If you feel led, I invite you to go to our website, the411live.org, and you can help sponsor or donate. And um, a big thank you for doing that. As for me and our crew right now, we will see you next time on the 411 Live Real People, Real Talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org. Thank you.